<laughs> oh, Rami. Oh, welcome back to the 2019 Sprockies. This is part two. Part two, part two. I have Michael and Carly back. They never left. Say hello so the audience knows you're here, please. <laughs> hello, audience. There we go. Okay. We're working through some uh, end-of-year categories from movies. Gosh, we love movies. Movies are like stories that take two hours, and you sit and watch them. Isn't that cool? You guys into it? Yep. Okay. Oh, is that an audio? Oh, okay. okay. No, I'm talking to you, Michael. Okay. <laughs> Do you okay. like movies? This is going to be an angry No, I hate morning. movies. <laughs> this is a more terse conversation than the first episode. <laughs> in between the two <laughs> yeah this is months later and we are just pissed <laughs> off speaking of which we're gonna start with most divisive with oh group. my god yes oh. leading strong <laughs> i'm so nervous <coughs> about this okay so this is the category where you guys like to movie and i'm like that's stupid so that's what this category oh is. i don't know about that because there's, there's at least one other role reversal here there's two for me okay well, it's movies we don't agree on is basically the gist here. So, our nominees are Us, Midsummer, Cats, Ad Astra, Secret Life of Pets 2, question mark, Lighthouse, The Parasite. Okay, we feeling good about this list? Are we missing anything? That's a good question. Let me just double check. Hmm. What did me... I like that Tucker hated? Oh, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Is that... Worth being on there? Sure. Yeah, okay. I'll throw that on once upon a time in Hollywood. Whenever I look at that, I always think of uh, Queens of the Stone Age for some reason, because they always <laughs> acronymize that name. And it kind of looks like that, but anyway. <laughs> oh, yeah. Um, should we start with Cats, you guys? Yeah, sure. fantastic film. I don't know what you didn't see in it, Tucker. It is just <laughs> okay. incredible. See, Rebel Wilson unzips her skin. <laughs> is this... So we're really talking about the golf here, right? Whatever the I, biggest golf is? Is that... I guess. I Michael, don't... it sounds like you might be on my side. It sounds like if I sent you a nominal fee, you might say you like cats. Uh, I, Tucker, I don't think I'll like cats. Okay. <laughs> I, appreciate the, I appreciate the attempt. I appreciate the bribery. I'm writing the check. Right I'll, now. I'll, uh, I'll, I'll talk to you afterwards. What's the but, date uh... today? Okay. Yep. <laughs> well, it's here. I have a stamp on it if you need it. Um, I, I, I have no opinion on cats other than okay. it looks bad. Okay. It other is bad. I've heard it's bad. It looks bad. Yes. All but these I like things the... are true. Yeah. <laughs> I got I got nothing else. I don't know. Okay. I think this would be a different conversation if Cats was a different type of bad. Like, if Cats was the type of bad that social media made it, I think I wouldn't hate it so much. But I was okay. so bored watching it Okay. that it was just like, it's not fun or funny to me. It's just yeah. like, this is terrible. I wasted $8. It's not like, whoa, I'm tripping out. What is this movie? Right. Yeah. yeah. And that's so what that like, is, every tweet was. Yeah, that is a thing. That's how the Washington Post has told me that people do, in fact, make it a point to get high and go see cats. More <laughs> that honestly less. might be the right way to do it. Like, I don't know how else you have fun. <laughs> you know what they should do? You know that Google deep fake thing where it puts like faces and pictures? Yeah. They should do yeah. that to the whole movie. <laughs> that's that essentially be- what the CGI looks like. <laughs> Yeah. Well, I'm not talking about putting someone's face on another person's face. I'm talking about where it like makes a dreamish, where it like puts like dog faces in. Hmm. 
Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This I know what you mean. That is the thing that we are most robbed of in that movie, was I wanted to see what they did with the trying to put a human face on a dog body. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. yeah, who would it be? Oh, God. Vin Diesel. Now we're just thinking of people who look like dogs, and that feels Okay, like... never mind. Uh, yeah. I really like cats. Okay. <laughs> uh, this isn't... I, like, I, this will yeah. not be most divisive to me, because I don't care about it. Okay, that's good. <laughs> you know? There's no passion. Yeah. Okay. Okay, I'm fine having cats not win this. That's good. <laughs> okay. Um, what are we feeling on us? This is like a Tucker, Michael, yay, Carly, nay type of situation. I guess so. Yeah. 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 That's what it I feel sounds like, you, like. You, you don't feel strongly about us either in that way, though. I feel strongly. Of, no, I do because I really like Jordan Peele and I like the people in this movie. I, I my expectations were really high, okay. and this just did not meet them in a lot of ways. Okay. So it it. I do care about it, and I, I don't hate this movie by any means. It just yeah. it, it failed. I did not have nearly as good of a reaction to it as I did to Get Out. Okay. And it was the opposite for me, where I had very low expectations, and then I was like, "Oh, this is actually really cool." And I like favorite. both of them a lot. Yay. Okay. What a range of opinions. I feel like this is very divisive within this group. <laughs> okay. Am I wrong? <laughs> um, where are we sitting on Midsummer? This to me, this is the one I care this about the deeply. One? Yeah. Okay. Not Lighthouse or Parasite? I care about That's... those a lot too, but Midsummer is like. Oh, huh. It's so like defined <laughs> yeah. my movie year last year. Yes. I saw it many times in theaters. I love it. I can recognize its faults and still love it. Okay. To the same level. Okay. I I just love this movie. I I love the story. I love the aesthetics of it. I I love the performances. Yeah. 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 I feel like a lot of this category is one of us or some amount of us liking the person's previous movie and then feeling a different way or like, mm-hmm. you know, there's a lot of like up and down there. Because mm-hmm. uh, Hereditary, I think, is like one of the best movies of the last 10 years, let's say. And then this was not for me. Yeah, it's interesting because I, I definitely like Hereditary. Oh, I don't know if I even like it more. I don't Uh-oh. know. I think Hereditary is maybe a better movie, but I like Midsummer so much. Yeah. Midsummer is easier to sit through. Yes. Which, you know. I think it's just because so much of the, I think, maybe emotional and logical fallacies that have been pointed out to me are that I can't explain why I'm okay with them. Like, I think the general, I know we talked about this, Tucker, where the boyfriend didn't do anything that bad sort of argument. Like, he, he certainly didn't deserve to die. He's a bad boyfriend. He's a terrible boyfriend and maybe (laughs) not even a good person, but he's not a villain. But he's this story's villain and he's raped and murdered at the end of this movie. Yeah. And I can't explain why I don't mind. (laughs) It feels like a... What's the right word? It feels like, um, like a relief of like... It feels good to see... Oh gosh, I don't know how to explain this without sounding like a crazy person. 
but it's like thinking. all of the general i the idea of like dudes doing stupid things and getting away with it all the time yeah. this just was like a way it was so cathartic i guess okay. in that way like we've seen this guy in our lives everywhere all the time yeah and you just at least i put like all of every person i've met like that into that person's role and cumulatively it makes sense for them <laughs> to be murdered at the end and i also sure. just like it i want florence Pugh's character to be happy and the, at the end because <laughs> they drug her I think she is happy. <laughs> it's not, it doesn't work for me. I don't know. Yeah, I can get, like, that's what I'm saying. It's like, I can't explain it beyond, like, an emotional reasoning. Yeah. But I also think that's probably what Ari Aster's reasoning is as well. And, I mean, it's not too far away from the kind of, like, slasher films he's riffing off of in Midsommar either. Yeah. Right, yeah. It's like, I mean, it's, it's still it's like such a general an, sentiment. Yeah, and it's like such an archetype to have, you know, the kind of douchey lead male character and then feeling pretty good about him being killed off in whatever horrifying fashion the directors come up with or Um, in a lot of other types of movies the end of this is just she breaks up with him and gets a different boyfriend so this is just like a much more radical approach to that same sentiment that would be a much better ending for everyone involved though yeah that would be so i would hate that (laughs) that would be the worst but she would be happy yeah, I do want her to be happy. Okay. <laughs> I just I also, felt, like I, yeah. there's certain scenes in the that are just incredible to me. Like I, the ones we talked about. I think like the I know it's a meme, but them all the women <laughs> screaming in rhythm is just yeah. like really fantastic to me, and again feels so cathartic. And I think that's obviously what that scene is trying to get across. Yeah. But it's also one of the, like, I can understand why other people don't like it sort of thing. Yeah. If you told me... Okay, where where is Ari Aster in the public perception? He's, like, a good director, right? Like, people consider yes. him. Okay. If you told me he made two movies in a row where the last half hour is a bunch of naked people showing up as a cult and then they kill the person or whatever, and it's, like, the exact same thing... I would be like, this is dumb. This is not one of our best directors. What are you talking about? And that's exactly what happens. It has like the exact same ending as Hereditary. But that's so up my alley. <laughs> like, it makes I know, but like, yeah. I don't, this, mo- this movie doesn't do anything for me in like anything it does do, Hereditary already did better. So this movie to me is like kind of a waste of time or something. I don't know. Like, it feels like he made it for himself and that's fine, but. I don't consider it a good movie, really. Where are you at with it, Michael? Oh, I like Midsommar a lot. Oh, for some reason I thought you were cooler on it. No, 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 I actually really liked it. Oh. Yeah, for pretty much most of the reasons kind of already said, so. Okay. Okay. That and I I tend to react well to strong visuals, and I think that those were all over Midsommar, so. Yeah, I also think, like, there's a way to do that type of visual that is just really artificial and doesn't feel lived in no, or anything. No, do not go down this route. What? <laughs> Pull the shoot on this one. No! Let me proceed. Okay. I think, like, I believe that this village or whatever you would have that type of scenery. I also think the really 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 good work on the 
tripping scenes. I think yes. like it, it's seamless with the movie and isn't like absurd or stupid. Like I, I think they did a really fantastic job with that. Same. Mm-hmm. But the giant mural in the middle of their compound that shows the plot of the movie <laughs> is very stupid. I like it. I can't explain. I do like it. I can't. <laughs> also, I realize Joker should be on here, most likely. Uh, I don't really? feel that strongly about it, though. Oh, okay. I thought it was fine. I guess that's the, probably the movie... The more I sit with it, the more I hate it, sort of. Like, yeah. I, that might be my yeah. most hated movie of 2019. Okay. And I respect that, and I want to <laughs> live that, but to me, the spirit of this is at least one person hates a movie, and at least one person loves a movie. And yes, I, think I think that's, that's fair. Okay. To me. Yeah. Uh, so I think Ad Astra also doesn't fit that, because I totally did not hate Ad Astra. I just thought it was, like, kind of boring and fine. Sure. And I, 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 I mean, I can understand if you have a different relationship with your father or something, if that hits a lot harder, but I couldn't connect with it at all, that aspect. I think, to me, I respond really well to emotionally restrained people. Okay. That's what that movie is. So, yeah. yeah. And, like, okay. beautiful, beautiful set pieces. So, those yes. two things, it, this was on my alley. When we get to best looking, I think a lot of these movies are going to show back up. Yeah. And I'll mm-hmm. be more on board with them because I think a lot of these movies look very good. Mm-hmm. Um, Secret Life of Pets too, Michael. <laughs> okay, Tucker, you yes. have vastly undersold Secret Life no. of Pets 2. It is nope. not nope. that bad. So bad. Okay, sure, the bunny does panda at the end. But... And sure, Chris Rock sounds weirdly not like Chris Rock. but uh-huh. Please explain the plot of Secret Life of Pets 2 to me, Michael. Oh, I don't know. I don't know what's his face. Uh, Harrison Ford. Harrison Ford, right? He's he's a dog, you see. Yes. They and okay, so so we've yes. got Patton Oswalt dog, who was originally yes. Louis C.K. dog, but because <laughs> yeah. of obvious reasons, he's not Patton Oswalt dog. So right. Patton Oswalt dog and his best buddy, they they their 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 owners have a kid now. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So the the dog gets a little worried about the kid and wants mm-hmm. to protect him. And he becomes too worried. He's a helicopter dog parent, right? 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 Yeah. I'm with yeah, you so yeah, far. Yeah. I'm yeah. with you mm-hmm. so far. Mm-hmm. So then they go out to a farm for like a farm stay or something. I wasn't exactly sure what the reasons were. Okay. I was cooking at the time. It was just kind of like background noise. <laughs> but I know they're at this farm, and farm stays aren't that weird. We have them all over New England. That's true. And, and they're there, and they meet uh, Harrison Ford dog, who's like your grizzled old Why farm am I dog. Here? I'm getting a paycheck. Yeah. <laughs> At least this is better than that Star Wars. Yeah, exactly. Um, uh, so he teaches Pat and Oswald dog how to be brave. But then there's something. There's a tiger. Yeah, there's a tiger. So this other plot is, I guess, a, a tiger is being owned by this stereotypically evil Russian guy. Yep. With a circus, right? And they try sure. to break out the tiger and hide the tiger. Yep. But then he sends his his wolves out to get the tiger. And yep. the plot is they go save the tiger again. And Chris Rock yep. is a super bunny. There's a cat lady in there somewhere. Yeah, they pull one over on a cat lady. And everyone dresses like a cat, even though she's like blind or whatever. And yep. they're like driving the car for her <laughs> in this chase scene after the train. Or... Uh-huh. I'm just saying it's not terrible. I thought it was. It felt it like is a, a fine vehicle for animal-based puns and comedy, and 
Yeah. yeah. Some of the cat yeah. stuff was all right. Uh, it felt like an episode of that Barnyard TV show stretched out to like 80 <laughs> minutes, which is not my scene, man. Uh, I did not see this movie, but I will say some, <laughs> someone whose movie I opin- opinions I respect did like this movie. You need to find new people to respect. <laughs> <laughs> which is a mean thing to say to Michael. I'm sorry, Michael, I didn't mean it that way. <laughs> oh, uh, I... I, yeah. I should say this out right now. I didn't like like it. <laughs> this was just fine. Like it was like fine. It. it was a fine experience. Okay. All right. It was like I did not hate myself for watching this to the end like I thought I would. Okay. So. Okay. Speaking of which, The Lighthouse. Mm. The Lighthouse is a terrible mm. film. Mm. This might be most divisive. This might be most divisive. Yeah. If Adam Sandler was shuffling around pooping his pants you guys would be like this sucks but if it's willem dafoe and it's an instagram crop and it's black and white you guys are like this is the best movie i've ever seen I but adam Sandler did do that with uncut gems yeah and it we was still fine. like him <laughs> i hate that he went with the four by three crop on this movie i, I like that loathe <laughs> it. loved it i what loved a terrible it. artistic choice what a great artistic show choice. don't tell yeah, they did. You can evoke it without just doing the stupid four by three crop. Wes Anderson already went down this road. This is just a Wes Anderson horror movie. I hate it. I disagree. I hate it. <laughs> yeah, this is maybe the strongest I feel about anything we'll talk about today. <laughs> there is no plot to this movie. There is no descent. There is no character it's... development. It's just two That's crazy people. That's not true people. at all. You're it's nuts. just two crazy people in a room being crazy towards each other, and then the movie ends. This is most divisive. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Yeah, there's nothing to take away from this movie, other than don't kill people, I guess, because he kills a person and then he, they show him killing the person over and over and over in his mind, like we don't get it. And then, and then the part, the part I just need to get off my chest is the terrible Robert Pattinson masturbating montage, where shot of mermaid vagina, and then he's masturbating and then shot of lighthouse like it's a penis like we didn't understand it like this movie needs to just put everything on the table for you because (laughs) hey the lighthouse it's a penis they might as well have say like willem Uh... defoe's like ah shunny the lighthouse be a penis and then robert patton says you're a parody and then they fight that's what this movie was for me the end I also have parasite opinions, though. So, <laughs> parasite feels like it probably doesn't belong here. Wait, should we first, Michael? Do you want to like talk about why you like the lighthouse a lot? I feel like we I... should just let Tucker end on that. I I don't know. I don't know. I I this I disagree completely, Tucker. Yeah, I guess is the way to kind of go on this. I don't know. I think it's I'm not saying I'm think... right. Okay. okay, I'm just saying this was my experience with this movie. Okay. Uh, do you understand why other people would like it? Like, does that compute? Let's not, let's not go down that road. Okay. <laughs> I have a lot of closeted demons, Tucker. Okay. Way to air them. Like, if you want to tell me it's beautifully shot, yes. Yeah. Of course. The production, yep. yes. That's what he yep. does, right? That's his thing. The production is yep. spot on. But The Witch was so much more of a movie. It had so much more going on in it. I don't know. I don't know if I actually agree with that. I 
I think the lighthouse is playing with some interesting source texts. I think it's creating, I think by isolating these two people on this rock off the main coast or whatever, you get a, it's, it's claustrophobic. And I think it captures that very well. And I think that's kind of part of the horror side that it's playing with. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I, I love that, that four by three or whatever the, the thing was, Yeah. the, the aspect ratio was. I know mm-hmm. words. Um, but no, I liked that. I liked it. <laughs> yeah. I, the visual presentation I thought was fantastic. I think Robert Pattinson and Willem Dafoe really sell the crazy New England sailor types. Yeah. I loved a lot of the more unsettling imagery to it, from like the warped walks down the hallway to the uh, the seagull the stuff with seagulls to. Uh, there's that one like dreamish psychedelic shot of Willem Dafoe naked, shining like a light on Robert Pattinson. That stuck with me. Did we need? Never mind. Continue. Before you say if we needed Willem Dafoe, I don't know. Yes. Did we need him masturbating in the lighthouse and then the cum drips down through the grate? Did we need that, Michael? Did that add anything to the movie? It didn't take anything away from <laughs> it. It didn't bother me at all. I was no. like, Robert Pattinson, take a step back, man. Stop looking directly <laughs> up at it. Well, I mean, I think so much of like the sexual stuff going on with it, too, was kind of important. Because I think, yeah. I mean, I, I can't think of a more obvious metaphor in 2019 than the lighthouse being a penis. I think so much of this movie is sexually charged. I think a lot of the actual fighting is filmed in a way that's supposed to be invocative yeah. of some kind of sexual relationship. That's I think that's good. all very intentional, and I don't think it really detracts one way or the other, even if you take sex to its grossest places, or maybe it's more grotesque side. Because, you know, you always kind of treat it as this very romantic thing in film, and I think maybe taking that step back and being a little, little more grotesque with that isn't necessarily a problem. Okay. okay. Yeah, I think it's the entire movie is just all in. Like, they went all in with every element of it so it makes sense for it to be divisive like either you're along for the ride or you're not because it is so extreme in every way it also anytime in a movie where the movie itself loses time like when robert pattinson realizes weeks or whatever have gone by that's an automatic in for me. I don't think I've ever disliked a movie where that happens. It's so, like, disturbing and unnerving. Oh, it's fantastic. Carly, how long have we been in this podcast? Hard. An hour? Five, five weeks? Two days? Help me recollect. And then the beans. The meme aspect. I love it so much. Oh. Yeah. I don't know why people need to do that, where they take a thing out of a movie and repeat it to each other. Like, I get, I, I get that I'm describing what a meme is, but I just don't understand. It. <laughs> yeah. like, remember the part where you said the beans? Uh, I don't know, Michael. That was a very good defense of the lighthouse. I must. Say. Okay. Okay. Uh, um. Do we? I feel like lighthouse is the really strong contender here. Do we need to talk about parasite? Like, do you need me to complain about parasite? Does anyone need that? I feel no. like it's a waste. <laughs> I mean, I feel like we'll get down that road yeah. okay. Okay. later. Uh, and then uh, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, I thought was good, but I don't have strong opinions on it. I this have is... not seen oh, 
That's all I got to say. Um, I guess like Once Upon a Time in Hollywood is interesting. It's definitely. I guess, like, converse to Joker, the more time and distance between me and that movie, the more warmly I think about it. Okay. Like, it seems less and less terrible. I think I'm just, I'm very self-aware that I'm bringing a lot of Tarantino baggage into it. Sure. And I think, to be fair, so is Tarantino. Like, I, my general theory of this movie is that Tarantino is reacting to every criticism of himself in okay. real time and kind of masquerading it in some ways and in some ways being very obvious about it. An obvious example is all the foot stuff. I'm guessing yeah. that's him just being like, oh, people know I like feet, so I'll put all the feet in it. Uh, I think... <laughs> I mean, it's true. Parasite, <laughs> it's like, <laughs> Parasite has a shot that is full-on Quentin Tarantino-style foot shot. That I thought was um, I think like some of the other some other stuff that feeds that theory to me is just <laughs> yeah. the general boomers rule sort of thing. Like this is <laughs> just like a romance story to boomers, and <laughs> I think Tarantino probably hates Gen Zers, and I think that's I it just all feels like Tarantino being old and crabby and writing a romance story to what he thinks was a better time i i I don't get that vibe so much i think it's more the industry like the films like the process of it like he's such a film buff i feel like it's more that i don't think he treats any of the characters in that way really where he's like people were better back then like i never got that that vibe from i think to me it was more of a it was a better time, or like simpler time back then. I think that's okay. really well displayed in the Brad Pitt may or may not have killed his wife, and it doesn't actually matter, sort of thing. That's just <laughs> it matters to some people, but yeah, yeah, it doesn't matter within the context of the movie beyond having to be a motivation for a woman to be angry. Like okay, it's just, but mm-hmm. should we talk about the end of Midsummer again, or where are we going with this car? No, that is completely different. Mm, mm. The whole movie is about that. This is a I'm just saying. like two <laughs> sentence short plot line. It's I'm just saying you were okay when the, it was good when the girl kills her boyfriend, but when Brad Pitt kills his oh wife, it's, it's the worst thing ever. So <laughs> it's a terrible argument. I don't know where oh we're standing. Oh my god! This. I don't know. I like. I don't know that it's actually a bad movie. I think it just, like, represents... It, so much of Tarantino himself is baked in, and I don't yeah. personally like Tarantino as an individual. Kind of feels like a story that didn't need to be told, really, or something. No, because I think... Gosh, I don't know. I think it's fair like for people who really love that era of movies and culture to have that love letter written to that time like i don't think they're that's not bad it's like a very happy thing so this movie it's fine that it exists and i'm glad for people who like it yeah i just was not there going in there wasn't a huge chance i like this movie but i do like some of his other movies so who knows okay okay i think you could do a lot worse with a quentin tarantino movie in 2019 
Yes. In this movie. He could have handled the Manson stuff way different, and he didn't. Yes. I thought he handled it very well. I agree. He's kind of doing that thing he keeps doing, though, where it's like, what if history was the way I wanted it to be? And that's like every movie he makes, it feels like. I wonder if we're ending that era. Like, isn't the whole theory with Tarantino that there's like three eras or something, and this one is the revisionist history Western era? (laughs) I have no idea. I think that's true. And like, people anticipate that maybe this is the last one of those. Okay. Huh. I'd be okay with that. Is Hitler dead? I don't actually hate the revisionist history thing that much. No, it's kind of cool. It's fun. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So lighthouses are our winner. Most devices. Sounds, sure sounds like it. Yeah. It sounds yeah. Like it. Yeah. Sorry, guys. Uh, <laughs> okay. <laughs> uh, I, I really wish one of us loved Joker. That would be awesome. Yeah, it would be a good discussion. Yeah. Sorry. Can I throw four categories under the bus because time is short and I just want to run this past you? Mm-hmm. Um, best small budget, best big budget. I feel like we'll cover some of that. Mm-hmm. Um, this kind of sucks, but the Academy will probably love it. I feel like now that the Oscar noms are out, we're kind of like that kind of the wind has been taken out of that one a little bit. Yeah, maybe. and we know the answers. Yeah. yeah. And then best screenplay. If you guys want to discuss this, I, that's awesome. But I I don't feel like I can speak to this in any way. Best screenplay. I want specifically to talk about the Little Women screenplay. Okay. I, if I just like am able to talk about it for like a minute, then I yes. would be happy. I think the Little Women screenplay is incredible in a number of ways. I think choosing to... Essentially, the whole movie is split between two timelines, the March sisters as adults and the March sisters as children, um, and you're flipping back and forth at a pretty rapid pace. And it allows for both phases of the movie to be... Like, you're constantly reflecting on each of them, And I think to craft the entire movie in that way where Greta Gerwig is posing each scene in contrast or in relation with the one that follows even when they're at completely different timelines is absolutely masterful. And I think it's really, really emotionally impactful. It's just like, to me, a work of genius, especially from the source text and from the other movies this was just a total revelation to me and I think there's so many complaints about it um I think it's it can be confusing because the actors play themselves both as their younger and older versions and they don't really do much to Hmm. like age them down or age them up which I think is actually great and for that reason it kind of stands out to me as I think this movie could have totally been just like a feel good popcorn thing and using those timelines in combination with just like the screenplay at large you have to pay attention the entire time if you really want to get something out of it and then there's the whole aspect of it in terms of she modernized it to i think just the right level None of it seems out of the realm of how people would actually talk during that time. And apparently a lot of the dialogue is pulled directly from the book, but she's able to 
work in some more modern themes and ideas that I think, like, it's totally feasible that if Louisa May Alcott, the author, um, was alive during this time, it's, it kind of fits with the source text. It doesn't, it doesn't stand out in any crazy way. And, um, I guess, like, (laughs) sorry. Go off. Like, uh, kind of spoilery, but I don't think so. The end of the movie sort of becomes about Louisa May Alcott herself through showing, um, the main character, Joe, selling, um, the story of Little Women. And it's a really great reflection on from my understanding, Alcott's life and her experience being one of the most impactful female writers at that time. Gerwig's just, I don't know, she's fantastic. It's (laughs) This movie could have been something else entirely and could have just been repetitive and the same as the adaptations that have come before it. And it is something completely different. And I think it's beautiful. Nice. That's Little Woman. <laughs> <laughs> In stores now? Yeah. I like that answer. Okay. okay. <laughs> Thank you for letting me yes, talk course. about it. <laughs> Michael, do you have a... <laughs> uh, I got nothing as far as the best screenplay goes. Well, I mean, I, I, I really don't have any follow-up to that other than I agree with it. And I was probably going to argue for Little Woman also for best screenplay. So. <gasps> Little Women's are best screenplay. Aww. You guys did it. I because I honestly that ending actually is I think what kind of sold it for me too. Yeah. I I loved that because the real the real uh I can't think of her name. Who's the what's the author's name? Louisa May Alcott. Alcott. Yeah. She wasn't she yeah. It, it just cuz it Yeah. I don't really I don't really know have I don't have anything else to really say, I guess. Carly summed it up perfectly. That's it's very good. Yeah, it's just genius to me. Mm-hmm. Can we, in the interest of time, mm. each pick a category to do, and then we can do canonical? Does that sound agreeable? Yes. Or do you feel like we should hit these all? I'm fine either way. I guess we could. How do we feel about skipping most boomer and most millennial? I'm okay with. Yeah, it's kind of fun. Though. It is <laughs> fun. Yeah, yeah. But uh, should we? In just... the interest of time, can we just kind of say which answer is our personal answers then? Or yeah, that works yeah. for me. That sounds good. Okay. 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 Most boomer. The nominees are Ford versus Ferrari, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, The Two Popes. That's a weird answer to me. I don't know why. That just kind of tickles me. <laughs> The Irishman, Beautiful Day in the Neighborhood, and Abominable. It feels like the obvious answer is Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Okay. Am I reading this correctly? For me, it's Ford versus Ferrari. Yeah, I also had Ford versus Ferrari. I could see boomers being alienated by the ending of Once Upon a Time. Okay, okay. Ford versus Ferrari to me is a theater full of like middle-aged people going like, man, America used to be great. <laughs> you remember cars? <laughs> I drive a Ford, found on road dead, and then they all. Not one of those down. Chevy guys. <laughs> yeah. I drive Ford. I'm not a communist driving a Volkswagen to the movie theater. 
<laughs> so that's my answer. Okay, that's a fair answer. I guess that makes more sense now that you you say it. Um, yeah. Or you could also be. I'll remember Matthew McConaughey. I remember Matthew McConaughey. I do. You mean from Sing? <laughs> Was he in Sing? Yeah. What? The koala, I believe. Who what? Won the whole competition? Yeah. Or am I getting my people mixed up? I think that's right. I mean, I'd believe it. It just seems so. <laughs> like I thought we were in the reconnaissance. What's Ooh. he doing in Sing? Seth MacFarlane was in that movie as a mouse. Um, yeah, but that's like fitting. <laughs> I don't know. What that <laughs> Carly, what was your answer on this? Uh, Ford versus topic? Ferrari. Okay, and Michael, what was your answer? I was going to say Once Upon a Time, but you've sold me on Ford versus Ferrari. If you okay. Will. Okay. Right. Done. We have a winner. Ford versus Ferrari. Most millennial. Hmm. Most Zoomer. Not Zoomer, right? Millennial is different than Zoomer. Yeah, millennial is different. Okay. Most millennial. Midsummer. Booksmart. Lion King. Detective Pikachu. Or Angry Birds 2. I feel like Booksmart is Zoomer. I feel like I may have put that on there if I did. In No, I was going to say, at first my instinct was Booksmart because... It's so not boomer, but it's even more progressive than millennial, I think. Yeah. Yeah. It's yeah. too far in that direction for yeah. us. Oh, God. <laughs> um, this is a tough one, man. For me. I feel inclined to say Detective Pikachu, but I have nothing yeah. to back that up other than that it's an obvious nostalgia ploy. Mm-hmm. And the that Lion once you get King. in there, you're in, like, reference territory. Yep. I agree. Yep. I like Midsummer though, because it's a bunch of millennials going to a foreign country and wrecking everything, and then... <laughs> yeah. I am yeah. curious, like, what age group most liked Midsummer. Okay. Not my mom. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Not her. <sighs> so, Detective Pikachu, though? We're all... Yeah, that's fair. Living. Okay. I feel like Zoomers like Pokemon. Yeah. Yeah. But I don't know if they'd like it enough to go see Ryan Reynolds' voice of Pikachu. Mm. A CGI Pikachu. Okay, that's fair. It got me in. It got me I in mean, the door. <laughs> I mean, it seems more like millennials take your kids to see live-action Pikachu. I love live-action Pikachu. We sexy as hell. Let's Gross. do uh Did you see that fur? <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> Let's give our own personal answer for this last one, and then we'll give more serious consideration to the the final three. And no, it's not Best Animal, because I think that deserves serious consideration. Oh. I was going to do Most Unnecessary Sequel, Remake, or Oh, adaptation. okay. Yes, of course. Um, oh, uh, nominees are Dumbo, Lion King, Hobbs and Shaw, Toy Story 4, Alita, Battle Angel, Dora the Explorer, Lego Movie 2, Nancy Drew and the stupid... I think it's The Hidden Staircase, we'll say. Was there a Nancy Drew movie? There sure was. I thought that was what? a TV show. That was a movie. Oh. <laughs> Aladdin, <laughs> Joker, and Cats. I would like to add another one to this. Please. Lady and the Tramp. Excellent. It's, it was Thank so you. unnecessary that they buried it on uh, Disney <laughs> on Plus. Service. And wasn't it that one where they had the um, disclaimer at the beginning? Oh, where they essentially were going to keep in the racist stuff, but yes. they put a disclaimer. Yes, it. they're like, we oh don't my... agree with this necessarily. <laughs> God, but... 
What? She's evil. Oh my They God. kept wait, wait, they kept that shit? Yeah. The song is different. Oh if okay. that's what we're talking about. Yeah. Still though. Revisionist history. <laughs> uh Song of the South coming to Disney Plus oh, very soon. Mike. No remake of Song of the South. Jesus. Oh. Uh I don't know on this one. This is a tough one. I, I like say we... no more Joker movies for 50 years. I think okay. we're done. I think we were done okay. with okay. Dark Knight. I okay. think we didn't need it. We got okay. it, but we really <laughs> we didn't, didn't need it. it. Who needed it? Oh. Uh, I think we really didn't need a Fast and Furious side story movie. <laughs> I know so many people who love this movie. That's <laughs> weird. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> well, this isn't best or worst really it's just but need is sort of determined by if the pub i guess then joker i don't know I don't or know. lion king one of the most successful <laughs> movies ever that that one's so weird though because we're not not even we're really what like one generation away from yeah lion king right so why are we remaking it like the other like lady and the tramp was sure older right am i remembering yes. this right dumbo yes. is like 1940s i hope Yes. Disney was alive for Lady and the Tramp, so it was yeah, a while so, ago. I don't yeah. know. I think Lady and the Tramp is a great answer to this. It hurts it in my mind. It doesn't hurt it in this category. It hurts it as a movie that they were like, we need to justify Disney Plus, so here's Lady and the Tramp? Yeah. Remake? Yeah. Do kids know what Lady and the Tramp is? I don't probably know. have seen the spaghetti scene. Oh, do kids know, sure. yeah. Do kids know what cats is? <laughs> they do now. <laughs> yeah. um, I'm cool with either Lady and the Tramp or Lion King. I think Joker's a pretty strong answer, actually. Like, I think Joker's a fun answer. Oh, I would love Joker. Let's do Joker. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Okay. I want to well, say, though. It's so weird because I don't know if this is how it is in practice, but just like. The entire ad campaign for it seemed to make it those about fragile masculinity in some kind of way. No. And I mean, it's certain. Oh gosh, I... it just it seemed like this wasn't the movie we should be having at a time when. Yeah. Yeah, in 2019. Absolutely. Without going have, any further, it has no perspective besides feel bad for Joker, and it's just <laughs> insane to me. Joker stand. Oh my god. <laughs> the smile is a lie. <laughs> I had a very enlightening experience. I was talking to four people <laughs> last night. Okay. All of them like very liberal between the ages of 35 and 60-ish. Okay. They all love the Joker. That's and awesome. Bombshell. That's awesome. And I was like, what? Hell yeah. <laughs> It was the strangest. I didn't see it coming at all. And then I was trying yeah. to explain why I didn't like those two movies. And I just yeah. felt like a jerk the entire time. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. Welcome to this podcast for me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. I think Joker is a great answer. Who's with me? I'm okay with it. Okay. Yay. Okay. Joker is the most unnecessary sequel. So are you ready for the next Joker when he squares off against Robert Pattinson in like two years, three years? No, that's... we're getting. Is it Joker? I thought it was not Joker. I thought it was actually. I think it's the Penguin. Yeah, it is the I, Penguin. I have a hard time believing that that's not going to be a thing eventually. 
I'll be really angry if they throw the Joker in there. Joker was the most successful rated R movie of all time. That's so, so there will be a sequel. I mean, yeah, oh, we're, yeah. yeah. Oh, oh, I can't talk uh, about it without like tripping over my words. Um, let's do last three in this order: Nutshell, Animal, Best Looking Movie. Who's with me? Okay. Okay. Wait, what about Best Actor? Is that on here? This yeah. sheet is very big. Okay, that's fine. Let's run through Nutshell and Animal pretty quick then. Okay. Okay. 2019 in a nutshell. Mm. Nominees. Endgame. Cats. Lion King. Hobbs and Shaw. Parasite. Knives Out. Joker. American Factory. Half of these are joke answers. Half of these are not. <laughs> uh, where do you guys stand? Are we looking at 2019 as oh the year things were terrible? Or are we looking at it as like a dumpster fire? Or are we looking at it as like, <laughs> this is a pretty good encapsulation of the feelings that we have and the anxieties we have in 2019? What? I think it's however you read the situation. Yeah. I think you could go any way on that. Yeah, okay. I agree. How much are we factoring in memes? All. <laughs> this is the category Shit. for memes. This is the memes one. Cats is a strong contender. I'm just going to throw yeah. it out there. Cats is a very strong contender. <laughs> but that could have happened any year, I think. I don't believe that. Uh, yeah, I don't either. <laughs> I feel like Cats is 2019, and we like everyone just wants to wash their mind of it. They don't want to think about it anymore. <laughs> it's just when everything spiraled out of control, and Taylor Swift was there. You sold me on Cats. <sighs> wow, cats? how'd you do when this? There's catnip in the air, and everybody's having like a cat <laughs> yes. trip. Yes, <laughs> yes, I do. Okay. Oh, my <laughs> vote, I think, would be Joker again. I think okay. it like perfectly symbolizes like a general anxiety about something, but everyone's on a different page about it. Yeah. And hmm. we're all angry, but not in the same way. And we're learning that we're not all angry in the same way. I feel kind of different about it, right? Where it portrays, uh, it portrays something and it portrays a solution to something, and then the general feeling is this is okay. What's the solution? Oh, just like killing people? What's the solution? Yeah, just like mass violence, riots in the street, like oh. kill the rich. Uh, it's okay that he's doing this because something because we live in a society, and then. <laughs> Like, everyone is kind of on board with it, in a way. And it's, like, weird to me. It's weird to me that, like... He explicitly says, like, I have no ideas. Yeah. But we've transformed the idea of this movie into... He's, like, an anti-capitalist something. Yeah. 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 Okay. The thing I just said is also how I feel about Parasite. Well... I was going to say Parasite, but... <laughs> okay. I think it's well, I mean, a category. I mean, I don't know. Just as a personal experience, I, sp- I spent so much of 2019 worried about, like, worried about, you know, am I going to have enough money for this? Do I have enough money for that? Yeah. Can I afford my car? Can I afford the debit? debit, debit, debit. And, like, there is, like, it, it, so much of it was spent with genuine, genuine anxieties about economic, like, economic situations and stuff like that, and... I think there was a certain anger that, quite frankly, I felt coming from a lot of that. And I felt as though Parasite kind of 
cued in on that in a way that didn't feel as kind of exploitative as it sounds like the Joker was with yeah. that kind of stuff. Yeah. I don't oh. know. I might be misreading things, but. Joker. I support Parasite as, like, winning this. I think it makes a lot of sense to me, and I think there's so many elements of it that, in addition to being very 2019 in terms of like examining capitalism there's like very 2019 elements like gig economy type mm-hmm. stuff and yeah pseudo or neoliberal idea like there it's it's highly specific i think to this to this exact time okay okay i my reading of parasite is completely different than your guys's i think it's really hard to <laughs> reconcile that but if you both feel good about parasite i'm on board i mean i also feel good about cats so yeah <laughs> where we are as a society <laughs> if i had to choose one i would check uh pick parasite okay i would also uh, if you held a the <laughs> you held cap catnip in front of my face <laughs> yeah i would say parasite <laughs> fair enough dude <laughs> fair enough don't we all want to be on the big hot air balloon into the sky isn't that what everyone's striving for in 2019 it's a okay. class metaphor right uh, it's the american dream okay I, thought, I, I forgot about the hot air balloon and cats and i thought you were talking about aeronauts <laughs> nope i was talking about cats okay why is an air balloon and cats do you know is there a hot air balloon and cats? Yes. Yeah, she it's goes how to she gets to the heavy side layer at the end. Thank you for pulling what? that heavy side layer out of there. That's <laughs> good. Um, best animal. Okay. Carly's favorite category. <laughs> I like. Okay, I was making sure the an answer was on here. Yes. Can, wait. Never mind. It looks like you've got a it equivalent to what I was going to suggest. So never mind. Okay. 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 Good. <laughs> Glad I could put the work in. Uh, best animal. The cat from Marriage Story. The cat from Little Women. The dog from Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. The dogs from Parasite. A cat from Cats. The seagull from The Lighthouse. Or a seagull. There's a lot of seagulls in The Lighthouse, I guess, but there's one. There's I'm a specific of. seagull that I'm thinking yeah. of. Uh, Monkey from Ad Astra. Mr. Mime from Detective Pikachu. The Chickum from Klaus. <laughs> The cat from Toy Story 4, and uh, actually, I'm just going to take this last answer out here. This is terrible. Mr. Bruce from Hustlers. Of course. Okay. Okay. Um, I, th- I don't think Mr. Bruce hangs. I'm just kind of thinking through <laughs> here. <laughs> Should we all just pick one? And... Yeah. yeah. Uh, Michael, what are you feeling on this list of... I was going to suggest the cast of Cats. Okay. Which looks like it works. I don't want... I am with you, but I don't want that to win, so I don't want to put my support there, because then it would be like (laughs) two people supporting something that I don't want to win. So, Okay. I like that Um, answer, though. I guess as a serious answer, probably the the sequel from The Lighthouse. Yep. Strong contender, strong contender. Car, what... Yeah, what... Tell me about Mr. Bruce. Okay. It's Mr. Bruce. Um, yeah. <laughs> it's Mr. Bruce. <laughs> we all know. It's the whole, like, uh, <laughs> slightly villainous character has a small dog thing. Okay. 
It works really well. Mr. Bruce is a stupid-looking chihuahua. Okay. <laughs> um, I love him. He makes frequent appearances. He's great. I think this is also, for me personally, since we didn't do this last year, making up for um, in Widows, Viola Davis has a very good white fluffy dog that she carries around. Okay. So this is kind of a combo. Um, yeah. Two women having small white dogs that are great in the movie. <laughs> the most prestigious award. <laughs> <laughs> okay. But okay. I also, I could be swayed on Lighthouse Eagle. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I like all of these that I've seen. I think these are all good answers. I would probably go Lighthouse Seagull just because of that one scene where it's a dick and it taps on the window while he's trying to not <laughs> have a seagull tap on the window. <laughs> That's pretty good. He's mean to that seagull, though. I don't know. That's kind <laughs> yeah, of... <he> seagulls. <laughs> That's a dead sailor he's killing. I don't like it. Are we going with it? Lighthouse Seagull? That works for me. Yeah. M- Mr. Bruce is a right in like a... Mr. Bruce is number one in my heart in the hearts of many, and that's enough. Okay. He's the people's choice. He's the people's choice. <laughs> the stupid... Uh, the Academy doesn't know what they're doing. They gave it to the Lighthouse Seagull. Oh. Obviously, it was my Bruce. <laughs> um, are we down to one more and then we... Nope, two more. I keep forgetting Best Actor. I, it's over here. Whew, these are big ones. Best looking movie. Okay. Hmm. Alita, Battle Angel. Her Smell. Missing Link. Lego Movie 2. Midsummer. Parasite, Toy Story 4, Lion King, Ad Astra, Monos, 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 look at Monos, Waves, The Souvenir, Klaus, Joker, Uncut Gems, The Lighthouse, 1917. I don't think we can talk about all these movies in detail. What are you, what's your guys' like big takeaways here? Um, I would like to, I would probably personally pick Midsommar, The Lighthouse, or... Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Or uh, Monos. Okay. And I'm only, and I'm mostly picking Monos because I just want to give it some love because can it you... is a very beautiful movie. Yeah. Can you talk about it a lot? Because that's kind of I haven't seen it. I don't know. Yeah. It so it's like this. It's South American. I want to say Colombian, but don't okay. quote me on that. Uh, film. Basically, imagine uh, Lord of the Flies, but instead we're stuck with a bunch of kids at this fortress, and they're part of this militia group. And they're Ooh. taking care of a captive American doctor. Okay. Um, you get a lot of very like gorgeous sweeping shots of the Colombian wilderness. And I think it's very heavily implied it's Colombia. But okay. um, you get these sweeping beautiful shots of like of this mountain range that they're in, this old aqueduct or old fort that they're in. Uh, they leave, they go into the jungle, and things kind of get toned down a bit more. But you get these beautiful shots of the Amazon. There's this like layer of tension throughout the whole thing because they establish early on that while these are ki- just kids, they're willing to go do, they're willing to go to some pretty stark extremes to do what they need to do and survive. Uh, there Ew. are these like shots of them painted themselves in all black and trying to creep through the woods slowly, and it's just this. The whole thing just <laughs> sounds... looks great. I don't know. It sounds very dark. I really yeah. need to watch that. I like that's been on my list forever, and I know it's it seems like something I would really enjoy. Yeah, it's fantastic. I like I liked it a lot. And then outside of that, I think Midsummer and The Lighthouse, the 
that kind of speak for themselves as far as appearances. They're like polar opposites also. In a way. I think my top ones would be Lighthouse, Midsummer, and Uncut Gems. I would like okay. Uncut Gems. Grime. I yeah, I like mm. the there's so many good contrasting colors, I think, and for example the nightclub scene is just really fantastic mm. i might like most nightclub scenes in most movies but i think this one <laughs> was especially good mm-hmm. it just it it felt so new york and i obviously because the safety brothers are very intimate with new york it just it worked so well for me okay okay and uh, i yes. can i just kind of do you mind if i add something to that carly yeah of course the uh the sequences with the opal Mm-hmm. Where you're going through the opal and you've got like these different crystal formations kind of looking around and it's very, very uh, transcendent in a way. It's really well done. And then they they do that thing in the beginning where they tra- where they uh, where they go from that and then it slowly transforms into Adam Sandler's colonoscopy, yes. which yeah. is maybe one of the funniest visual gags too. But yeah. it's just the oh. whole thing is. It's really cool. I know, like, like there, there's a certain way where it feels like so much of the color palette and stuff is informed by the shots with the gem and like traveling through the gem. It's all so seamlessly tied together. Hmm. I should probably watch this movie, huh? Yeah. Yeah. Um. I. It sounds like Midsummer Lighthouse is going to win. Can I just kind of give a little bit of my cartoon I'm a child takes <laughs> real quick here as I go down the list? Uh, Toy Story 4, I think, looks phenomenal. Uh, just, I mean, they're good at CGI. It's going to be what it is, right? Like, the outside shot of the house at the beginning, I I was, like, blown away by that. And the, yeah. the car toy having the light on it, it, it yeah. looked incredible i've never seen anything i don't think i've ever seen an animation look that good um the cat looked really good that was mm-hmm. a good looking cat Mm-mm-mm. uh lion king looks good in a way that's really boring um ad astra yeah there's some great stuff going on as far as that yeah goes. A lot of like really good like interior of a spacecraft is really hard to make look interesting, I feel like. Um or unique or fresh. And I feel like it always looked really good in that movie. And without looking hokey. Like it Yeah. It, it looked like NASA built this or something. Yeah. But, but like very design oriented NASA. Yeah. 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 Um Klaus is uh um, I don't know. I don't know what attack I want. It's like pushing animation forward in a way that none of a movie hasn't done in a long time. Uh, there's like this new process they have for it that just looks incredible. It looks like it's 3D, even though it's hand drawn. Um, oh, I didn't actually realize it was hand drawn. That's incredible. Yeah, that is. You're gonna see a lot of movies that look like Klaus coming out. Basically, is. Hmm. But at the same time, I think it looks good on its own. It's like a nice looking movie. It's got a style to it. Um, that's about it. Uh, Alita, Alita, mm. Mm? Alita, mm. 
You know how spy kids can get really weird? <laughs> or you speed know? racer? Or speed... Well, uh, I don't know. They do a lot of... Because it's based on an anime. And uh, <laughs> this is like this westernized version of it. So it looks really wonky, but in a way I thought it was kind of cool, actually. So, What's the... Uh, how do you feel about the big anime eyes? I'm I'm for it. Honestly. Okay. <laughs> I'm way into it, dude. <laughs> you have no idea. Uh I think it works in the movie. I don't cuz she is so uncanny. That's the whole point. Mm-hmm. Um it's it's not like and it's not just like it's a girl with big eyes like they make her look like a robot lady. So it's not too bad. I thought it was yeah. fine. So. Okay. But There's I one think more I uh, wanna, Oh sorry. Yes, go ahead. I want to shout out the souvenir as well. Okay. Uh oh, souvenir yeah. like it's one of those movies, I think, similar to Call Me By Your Name, where it's so beautiful, even though the plot of the souvenir is kind of devastating. I want to live in a world that looks like that sort of thing. <laughs> and there's nothing, they're not shooting anything that doesn't exist in day-to-day life, but it's its just gorgeous. Nice. Okay. I agree. What is a souvenir? Or can you, what, like, what setting is it? Or what's the... It's like... What is it, 70s, 80s Britain? Yeah. Ooh. A lot of it's in the main character's apartment, and the apartment is just styled really well, too. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. I often think about there's a wall that has a number of square mirrors all hung together, and I'd really like mm. to do something like that in my apartment. Ooh. <laughs> yeah. And then people can say, oh, you're selling souvenir. <laughs> yeah. They were actually inspired by me. <laughs> um, is this Midsummer versus the Lighthouse? Is that where we're sitting? You both I... said both of those movies, which is why I'm asking. okay. I mean, that said, I would also be amenable to like. Honestly, you could argue the souvenir, and I would go with it, or Uncut okay. Gems as well. Okay, I think a lot of movies looked really, really nice this year. Yes. Looking at this list, this seems kind of stand out. I. Hmm. I don't know. I would put my weight bef- behind Uncut Gems or The Lighthouse before Midsummer. Oh, interesting. Hmm. I haven't seen Uncut Gems, but what I've seen of it, I really like how grimy it looks. It looks cool. Also, really good shots of fluorescent lighting. Ooh, I like, like Fluorescent that. lighting's so unnerving, and yeah. it works really well. It's got that night vibe to it, yeah. that whole movie from what I've seen. So I'm into that. I'm happy with either of these outcomes. Okay. I think I kind of am too. I don't know. Hmm. What I might. You... Yes. I feel like I should argue for the lighthouse because that's kind of a huge part of its shtick. Yeah. All the way down to the way it was shot, like the framing. So I don't. Hmm. And all of the shots of whatever the light in the lighthouse are incredible. I I'd say lighthouse. Okay. Yeah. Okay. I will yeah. call, call the lighthouse. I need to swing with lighthouse too. Okay. The lighthouse is the best looking movie of 2019. <laughs> I'm feeling really good about our picks. I think so too. Today, I think this is a good spread. Um, our last normal category, best actor. Can someone who is better at pronouncing names please read these nominees? That would oh be awesome. God. <laughs> no nose goes my finger is on my nose oh, uh, okay I will try to do this I apologize thank you Michael so Lupita Nyong'o for us uh, Eisling Franchosi <laughs> I have no idea 
from the Nightingale. I apologize. Eula Sabbath? Masasa from Her Smell. Brad Pitt at Astra. William Defoe, The Lighthouse. Robert Pattinson of The Lighthouse. Song Kang Ho, Parasite. Joe Pesci, The Irishman. Bob De Niro, The Irishman. Joaquin Phoenix. Thank you. The Joker. Uh, Julia Fox, Uncut Gems. Okay. Eddie Murphy, Dolomite is my name. Adam Driver, Marriage Story. Samara Weaving, Ready or Not. Jennifer Lopez, Hustlers. Adam Sandler. Uncut gems. <laughs> the way you said that was like <laughs> you were surprised by it or something. Who? I'm actually not because he's he can be a very talented actor when yeah. he's given the right Click. material. Click, yeah, like Click. <laughs> oh, um, Antonio Banderas, Pain and Glory, and Florence Pugh, Little Woman. Did I say that right? Is it Pugh? Yeah. Cool. Okay. All right. Should we each tackle a few? Is that the sure? Michael, you can go first since you read and you are my favorite son. <laughs> oh, cool. Thanks, Dad. Yeah. Um, as far as like picking favorites on this list. Yeah, maybe like top two or three. Mm-hmm. Uh, Robert Pattinson from The Lighthouse is probably one of my favorites. Sung Kang okay. Ho from, the Par- from Parasite. I think okay. Lupita Nyong'o deserves a lot of credit for playing dual roles in Us. Yes. Um, and I also would like to highlight Eddie Murphy from Dolomite is my name because okay. my God, <laughs> yeah, it's just, a, it's, it's fun seeing Eddie kind of take on, cause I grew up with him as like this family actor, even right. if, right. even if my dad would play like his standups and stuff like that, which, where he's very, very like maybe more vulgar, more <laughs> yeah. they're making jokes about pooping children and uh things um but so we've got eddie murphy coming into like swinging into this like r-rated comedy piece on uh i can't think of his name the 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 actor behind dolomite yeah which is like all these crazy b movie black black uh black exploitation films they're absurd they're off the wall um uh the character himself has this like self-made man kind of thing going for him in a way that is not too far away from like the room and uh i can't think of his name oh tommy was tommy was not too yeah. not too far away from tommy was territory yeah and he just steals it in this way and just kind of runs with it and has so much fun with it it seems He's like, it's just, I don't know, I don't know. It was cool seeing Eddie Murphy kind of take this, take on this role because he was like perfect for it, okay. and he delivered it in such a perfect way. And he's, I don't know, I, I loved it. Okay, I like that answer. Uh, can you tell me quick who the parasite actor, which role that was? Uh, the dad. Okay. Okay. Gotcha. I think I want to make sure. Okay. That Talk. Good. Do you want to go? Uh, sure. Um, I think Elizabeth Moss in her smell is amazing. I'm gonna highlight her. Whoa. Um. Uh. Boo, 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 boo. 
Yeah, and Samara Weaving, I thought, was incredible in Ready or Not. It's such a physical role, and she just goes for it. Like, if she hadn't, I don't think that movie would work the way it does, because she just commits to just... I don't know. I don't remember seeing... Like, I'm sure it's such a horror trope, all the stuff she goes through, but I just feel like she makes it look natural in a way that I'm not used to from those types of movies. So, those would be my top two. I would say I really, really liked Julia Fox and Uncut Gems. Okay. I'm, it's a combination of, I think, absolutely perfect casting, and she herself is incredible. She balances she's a mistress for Adam Sandler and I think it's very easy for that role to become this kind of flighty dismissed character yeah but she like you I don't know there's like she just has this incredible presence in every scene that she's in I think she's really funny I think there's an incredible scene um, with her. She's really angry and is walking past um, a number of people in line for a nightclub. And she just has this like fantastic exchange with them. She's really biting in a really powerful way. Okay. Um, yeah, really, really like... And she, she's new to the scene, I think. And she's also very, very New York. So it all okay. just kind of works well. Okay. Um, do you want to highlight Antonio Banderas. Okay. Pain and Glory is one of those movies that I haven't stopped thinking about it. Like it just, it stays Mm. in my head and it's a really, really, really beautiful performance. And it's the first, I hope I'm saying this right, Pedro Almodovar movie I've seen, but apparently Antonio and Almodovar have kind of a lifeline or career long um, collaboration with each other. And it's made me very interested to see the other movies. I think I've just, I'm not sure I've seen a movie before where Antonio's given the space to be an incredible actor. And he does, there's about a million things going on in this movie from illness to addiction to sexuality to looking back on his childhood and all of it works extremely mm-hmm. well. He carries the performance beautifully. Huh. I did not expect that. Yeah, it's mm. really, really incredible. I really recommend watching. I think those would be... Uh, and I guess I don't know that we need to highlight this, but the woman whose name we can't say from the Nightingale it's... <laughs> <laughs> It's a really, really challenging movie and role. She's playing someone who experiences... There's multiple rape scenes in the movie. It deals with some really challenging subjects with slavery. And I think... Yeah, it's... But she's not just good because she's in a tough movie. She's good because you really... You feel so much for this character throughout the entire movie. She does a really, really great job. But you said don't highlight it? Yeah, I just do. That movie's not going to come up elsewhere, so... Okay, okay. Uh, I think this is going to be really hard to narrow down. Like, I don't know how... Is there a good way to... I don't either. Um... Is it also kind of worth bringing up, not to highlight someone else, but Florence Pugh in both Little Woman and Midsommar? Yes. I feel like she was handed some very big roles, and I think she absolutely did perfect in all of those 
I completely agree. And each with their own challenges. Like, I think Little Women, she has to sell being, like, 13, which is really crazy. And I think she actually does it about as well as an adult woman can. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah, and obviously in Midsummer, she's just kind of giving her all, and I think it works really well. Yeah. Hmm. Okay, so here's how I can narrow this down. Now please pick one. Michael or Carly. Uh, I know mine. If you want me to go first. <laughs> okay, what's yours? Uh, Elizabeth Moss and her smell. Okay, I would probably go Song uh, Kung Ho Parasite. He is the dad, by the way. From okay, okay, I'd go Song. Okay. I'm oh. probably also Elizabeth Moss. Okay. Yes. 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 Well, this makes this next part pretty easy then, huh? <laughs> um. She is so good. I don't even know how to talk about her role in that movie. But just the script, just like trying to, I don't know. It doesn't feel like she's ever delivering lines. It just feels like words are forming in her brain and she's talking because that's what her character is. And that's amazing. Yeah, it's off the walls for, I forget how long that first chunk is, but it's off the walls for a long time. (laughs) Yeah. And like you're saying, like, I've read so many interviews about it and stuff, and apparently it's all directly from the script. It's not just like, oh, hey, say some crazy stuff. Yeah, (laughs) ad-lib. Right. Which, in a world, it could be because it's nonsense, but she she gets through all of that, and then in the second half of the movie, delivers an extremely grounded, emotional performance. It's wonderful. You can just tell... I don't know if it's acting or not, but you can just tell that she's clean when she's clean. Like her, her, yes. the way she carries herself is completely different. Yeah, and it's crazy. That's um, another one where she. Oh gosh, what's the whoever the director is? Um, yeah. she has a few movies with him, so it seems like they're kind of a team at this point. She's like Queen of the Forest or something. Queen of the Earth. I've been trying to watch yeah. that forever, but it's yeah. like only available for purchase or something. Hmm. Anywho. Good stuff. Michael, uh, do you want to talk about the the parasite? I mean, I don't really have... You see, the issue is I don't really have strong... I don't really... I can't really think of a strong frontrunner in general. I just kind of picked him. I think he's very good in this. I just... There's this moment where I think he kind of sells this slight optimism he has as things might get better. They obviously don't get better. Um... It's true. They, uh, I think he kind of sells this this like snap once that movie's tone kind of shifts from being this honestly kind of comedic movie to being this darker yeah more serious more grounded uh thriller kind of thing i think he handles that perfectly and i think he's leading that perfectly for the most part he's got uh the scene in the birth with the birthday party where he's reacting to yeah. Both his daughter dying, and then just that that kind of disregard from the the wealthy family. That to me was just I don't I don't really know how to describe it in a way that that I can't really describe it well. But it just kind of stuck with me, and I yeah I don't know I don't know. He really the way he portrays. I felt so devastated whenever he's embarrassed or ashamed Mm -hmm. 
I, yeah. that his facial expressions are incredible and you feel so much for him throughout the movie. I agree. That's a challenging role, really. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, yes. So, but do we have a winner between these two? I feel good with both of them. Honestly. I feel pretty good with Elizabeth Moss. Okay. Okay. She's very good at acting. She was good in She's us. She's so as well. good at acting. <laughs> she was so good in us. Oh my yeah. god! Yeah, I wish she wasn't a Scientologist, but here <laughs> yeah. we are. What can you do? Yeah. 2019 in a nutshell. Okay, Oof. Elizabeth Moss. Her smell as Becky. Okay, that's all the categories, right? I'm not missing one again. I think so. Good. You made it to the end. Congratulations. If you're still hungry, there's one more episode coming down the chute. It's a good one.